Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. Welcome to snowy Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I am evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth, joined with my wife's twin sister, the wonderful Mogalis Griffiths. And you, the ad you saw before we came on is for their Radiance Women's Conference, the premier women's conference on the East Coast, for sure. Just tell everybody a little bit about what they can expect when they register and go to that awesome event. Uh, before I even do that, today's actually the last day that you can register to get our VIP package. Um, the VIP package includes housing, accommodations, uh, or which is the same thing, uh, one meal a day, <laughs> transportation to and from the venue. So today's the last day for you to sign up for that. Uh, basically, Radiance is, a day, uh, is a, an entire week um, that women of faith, Spirit-filled women get together to hear the preaching of God's word. Iron sharpens iron. It's a great way to meet new women all across the country. It's going to be a fabulous time in the Lord. Um, This year's theme is confidence. And so we're going to break that up into different um, uh, themes like confidence in the home, confidence in yourself, confidence in your faith. It's definitely something you do not want to miss. If you want to register, go right online, www.revivaltoday.com forward slash radiance. Awesome. So there's there's the uh, information at the bottom of the screen that for some reason says you're watching Revival Today Live rather than how they can sign up for radiance, but whatever. <laughs> we all make mistakes. So uh, if you'd love to go to that, that women's conference... Um, hopefully they'll put something at the bottom of the screen that'll tell you how to do it rather than just let you know the show you're watching that you could easily hit info on your channel changer and know anyway. But, you know, we all do our best. We all have better days than others. So I'm glad to be with you. It's a snowy mess outside. And I hope, I hope you've been enjoying our two weeks of programming since we went on Christian Television Network here on Dish Network and DirecTV, 34 million homes. If you watched yesterday, then you don't need to know. What I already told, what I'm going to tell you right now, which is we took the, the entire program and addressed that wicked legislation that was trying to be passed in Virginia. And I addressed it from the Bible. There was outcry in the United States right after our program was over. My mother actually sent me this link to let me see what happened as I was driving home from the broadcast. Uh, Mr. Rahm, if you would, put up the two screenshots of the articles that I sent you. This is in less than 24 hours. Virginia Republicans defeat Democratic bill allowing abortions until birth. Uh, They tabled it for the year, so it won't be addressed for the rest of of 2019. Mm -hmm. So for at least 11 months, there's a moratorium on that. And then the second one. Democrat apologizes for backing Kathy Tran's abortion bill. I made a mistake. She said she didn't read it. So you see, not only was it tabled, and, and defeated, but fellow Democrats are turning on them and backing off of that extreme position. If we say nothing, mm-hmm. then this stuff gets steamrolled into the country. But the role of the church, this is why I differ greatly. If you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, if you would share the broadcast on YouTube, share the link on your social media on Facebook. It's pretty easy to share. I'm sure you already know how to do it. And we want to get this to as many people as possible. This is where I differ greatly with many of my colleagues in the ministry, because popular thought is that you just stay out of talking about any of this stuff. You know, well, politics has no place in the, in the pulpit. That might have been true in 1960, where Democrats were basically pro-labor union 
and Republican were pro-business owners, and they weren't that far apart on the political spectrum. But now when you have politicians, and specifically the Democrat Party, which you would have a very difficult time defending a position that the Democrat Party is not a wing of hell sent to destroy America, anti-Israel, anti-family, anti-Bible marriage, anti-church, anti-Israel. Every position on the platform, the party that booed God, and I'm not a Republican, but you say, yeah, b- both of the parties are problems. Yeah, one is stage four cancer and the other is type two diabetes. So the one, ne- the one heavily needs addressed first. And then I'll deal with the, 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 the wickedness in the Republican Party later. They lie to the church. I understand that. But they're not trying to push babies being yanked from the womb. And, and if they're deformed, kept comfortable while they decide whether to let it live or not. I mean, extreme wickedness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, we, we just shouldn't talk about it. Who says we're not to talk about it? A minister is a watchman on the wall for a nation. Mm-hmm. If he does not sound the alarm, the blood is on his hands. But if he sounds the alarm, then we see victories come like we saw yesterday. That thing was defeated. God heard us. God heard our prayers. And we're going to keep going because that's another problem in the body of Christ is you get a victory and then take your foot off the gas. No, I have determined in my heart. We took all of January to fast and pray that America would see the greatest revival that it has ever seen in this year called 2019. And I don't just want to watch it happen. I want to be somebody that God uses to bring his power and his glory. Salvation through Jesus Christ. Signs and wonders. The healing of the sick. The deliverance of the captives. I want to be a vessel that God uses to see that happen in my generation. And I'm sure that's what drew you to this broadcast and our ministry as well. So that's what I want to show you. That you can move real mountains by your faith. Take your Bible and open it with me to Mark chapter 11. Verses 22 through 24. Mark 11, 22 through 24. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and your command will be obeyed. All that is required is that you really believe and do not doubt in your heart. Listen to me, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. Mm -hmm. Jesus taught, and you heard, uh, if you watched our broadcast on Facebook yesterday before we went on television, you heard somebody say that they're switching churches because they heard this kind of preaching and then they heard somebody preach on Mark 11, 22 through 24 and say, well, that's what Jesus said. But today I'd like to talk about what to do when mountains don't move. Let me tell you something. If the mountain didn't move, there's a problem. There's a song they sing on Christian radio. If the mountain doesn't move, give me strength to climb. If you can't trust him to keep his word about moving the mountain in accordance with your faith, why would you trust him to be able to give you strength? Either the whole book is true or the whole book is a lie. And I want to echo what this book says. Let every man be a liar. God's word is true. You can stake your life on this book. And Jesus said that your faith has more uses than just getting you to heaven. That you can have faith in God. For I assure you, you can say, 
So when we speak out of faith in our spirit, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Bible says, I think it's in verse 8, we have the same faith the psalmist had who said, I believe God and so I speak. Faith is a speaking, the real faith is a speaking faith. And when you speak out of faith, you are able to take mountains that have stood for years and move them. I'm not looking to get the Appalachian Mountains that are below me in the, the state below me in West Virginia and get them moved to Nevada. I'm not trying to get Pikes Peak moved to Florida. But when we're talking about moving mountains, we're talking about things that have been established for a long time that don't move that you can speak to. You don't have to call your senator, state representative. They're almost all in bed together anyway. They're not looking for change. They're looking to appease their donor base. But the church has a higher platform where we, out of faith, can speak to any mountain in this nation and tell it to move. You know, I don't have the following that many of the ministries have that you watch on this channel. I'm young. I don't have millions of followers yet. But just this broadcast, we took time to address this and say enough is enough. We're not going to let our generation be destroyed before they can get out of the womb. Mm -hmm. And already, the thing's being beat back. Democrats are abandoning that extreme platform Mm -hmm. because the church took a stand. And I'm going to say, I'm not on television in Canada. I'm not on television in Europe. So I won't get any angry letters from there other than Facebook and YouTube. But that's the thing that has set this country apart. Lester Summerall would go on his broadcast and preach against wickedness in high places. Old men of God were not afraid to stand up to the wickedness they saw in the government. And now they're on heaven. There needs to be a new generation of ministers that have backbone, that know their positions from the word of God, that are not afraid of Ahab and Jezebel, that declare the word. Why does the devil work? Through intimidation to back men and women of God down. Well, you know, if you, if you speak like that, um, you know, you can lose your 501c3. Char- Listen, you can take my charitable status. I don't care. Before I ever had a 501c3, I had a calling from God to see my generation delivered from the oppression of the devil. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Faith that moves real mountains. That's what we did yesterday. That's what we're going to do every day this year. We're going to remind the devil, this nation does not belong to you. You are not over our head. You are under our feet. Mm -hmm. And we enforce our dominion by our faith in God. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And then we don't leave our faith bottled up in our spirit. We speak to those things that the devil has planted in this nation and tell them, you got to go out into the Atlantic Ocean. Out to the Pacific Ocean. But from Boston, Massachusetts to Hana, Maui, from Wasilla, Alaska to Laredo, Texas, we claim this nation for the gospel of Jesus Christ that this generation will have an encounter with the power of God. No more suicide rate climbing through the roof. No more everybody addicted from the age of six to prescription medications. No, we want whole homes with the mother and father. We want homes not to be places of fighting. Uh, broken and shattered. We want homes to be places where the power of God is, where his glory fills that place. That's what we're contending for. Revival is not believing for better church services. Revival is a sweeping 
of God's power through the preaching of the gospel, confirmed with signs and wonders that changes a generation. Oral Roberts, A.A. Allen, Billy Graham, they did that for their generation. And now they're in heaven. They have their reward. And it's time for us to get anointed with the Holy Ghost and power and see our generation shaken for God. Turn to Joshua chapter 14. Moving real mountains for God. Taking real mountains for God. Joshua chapter 14. Joshua, the 14th chapter. This is what Caleb said. Verse 6, Joshua 14, 6. Caleb said to Joshua, do you have it there? Yeah. What, what translation? Amplified. Do you want a different one? Yeah, I'll have you do New Living, just because it'll read easier. Joshua 14, beginning at verse 6. A delegation from the tribe of Judah, led by Caleb, son of Jephunneh and Kenizet, came to Joshua at Gilgal. Caleb said to Joshua, remember what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, about you and me when we were at Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report. But my brothers who went with me, frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God, so that the day Moses solemnly promised me, the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that of your descendants forever, because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Keep going to the end of the chapter. Now as you see, the Lord has kept me alive and well. Listen listen to this verse. Go ahead and read that verse again. Now as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well. Now as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well, as he promised for all these 45 years since Moses made this promise, even while Israel wandered in the wilderness. Today I'm 85 years old. I'm strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey, and I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. You will remember that as scouts, we found the descendants of Anak living there in great walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land, just as the Lord said. So Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave Hebron to him as his portion of the land. Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Kenizzite, because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord the God of Israel and the land had rest from war. Did it's you read that in the new living? Yeah. It said previously Hebron had belonged to Arba, a great hero of the descendants of Anak. So Goliath was a descendant of Anak. So picture this. God told Joshua and Caleb, you can have that mountain over there. That was when they were 40. Caleb said, Hey, I'm 85, and I still don't have that mountain that I was promised. Give me your blessing to go and take it. Now, it was an open land. There was one of Goliath's brothers, a mighty, the Bible says, a mighty hero, great man of war, occupied that land. But he said, if the Lord is with me, that's faith. Look what faith did. Number one, it kept him alive and well, 85 years old. 
I'm as strong now as I was when I was 40, and I can still travel and fight. And then faith takes. Well, Lord told me I could have that mountain. I don't know why things didn't work out, but I'm waiting on his timing. That's not faith. Faith is we are able to go up and take the country, to possess it from Jordan to the sea. I don't know what what the holdup is, but I'm going to drive it out right now. That's what faith does. Faith doesn't wait for things to happen. Faith makes things happen. So give me your blessing. Joshua blessed him. And at 85, Caleb went out and physically threw that giant out of the land and took his land. And the Bible says, and it still belongs to them this day. Do you know these real mountains that we move? They're not for fun. It's not waving flags at an altar at a charismatic church. It's things that have stood in your family for years. Nobody's ever been able to keep a job. Nobody's been able to keep a marriage together. Nobody's been able to ever break through financially. Everybody's battled health problems. You can take those mountains and move them out of your family. And when somebody breaks it, they break it for their children, their children's children, the generation after them. For the curse is to the fourth generation, but the blessing is to a thousand generations. But somebody has to be the first in their family. To say enough is enough. God promised me this and I'm going to take it. And whatever giant is in the land trying to keep me from it, he better back up. Hallelujah. That's how you should pray. There should be words like that. After you get done praying to God, there should be mountains that you speak to and say, back up, Jack. That mountain has been given to me by God. My marriage is not up for grabs. My children are not up for grabs. My money is not up for grabs. My health is not up for grabs. God gave me these things, and any giant that's trying to do the opposite is in for a beating in the spirit realm. That's what faith can do. That's what faith does, and it does it out of your mouth. Jesus didn't have, God didn't have Play-Doh forming the world. He spoke, and he saw. He said, and God said, and God saw. And God said, and God saw. The real faith is the speaking faith that creates, that destroys every mountain standing mocking you and creates what God said belongs to you. When you speak the word of God, it not only agrees with the word of God, your words begin to create what God said. By the fruit of his lips will a a man's belly be satisfied. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those that indulge in shall enjoy the fruit they're in, either life or death. How do you move real mountains? Number one, stop being negative about Christianity. Well, the church is so weak and powerless. Yeah, keep repeating what the devil wants you to say. You talk like that, the devil's going, amen, keep preaching. No, the church is not powerless. We proved yesterday that we are a force to be reckoned with, that we're not laying down, that Jesus said in the last days, The gates of hell would try to prevail, but I will build my church. Not I'll give my church power to survive. I will build my church and the gates of hell don't stand a chance. They will not prevail against it. We proved that yesterday. The Democrats aren't in charge. The Republicans aren't in charge. The Washington, D.C. is not in charge in the United States. The church is an ambassador body from a kingdom that is higher than all kingdoms. And we've been anointed in charge to enforce that dominion. Stop being negative about Christianity. Number two, stop in, enjoying the oppression of the enemy. There's some ministries. I think they wouldn't know what to do if we ever had victory. You know, it just seems like 
this country's just been on abortion. We need to pray. We need to raise money. And they don't know what, it's always from a position of defeat. I'm not defeated. I have the victory. I'm not trying to get the victory. I have the victory through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We don't raise money in this ministry off of perpetual struggle. This country's getting so, so worse. You know, if you could just give. So give for what? So you can keep telling everybody how bad the country is? No. We claim this nation for revival. Hallelujah. We're having revival. Yes. We're having altars packed. Man, I played that video from Hawaii. Big Hawaiians that had never been to church. Big Samoan guys. I'm glad they're on our side now. I wouldn't want to have to fight them in the millennium. Now they're with us. Big ponytail, huge guys that found Jesus Christ at an altar in Kahalui, Maui. And we're just getting warmed up. First day of a new month. We kicked the devil's tail in January. He's going to get his tail kicked for 11 more months because greater is he that lives in us than all those that are in the world. Number two, stop enjoying the oppression of the enemy. Number three, stop using a lack of help as an excuse for not moving your mountain. Say this out loud where you're watching. God only needs one. Elijah didn't call down fire from heaven with a prayer team. Joshua didn't make the sun stand still with a group of intercessors. Wow. Well, you know, no, nobody really prays um, in our town. I've tried to organize the pastors to get something together where all the churches can come to get together and pray, but nobody's interested. Are you interested? Then you pray. Did you hear when I read Mark 11? Jesus didn't say, y'all can say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. He said, you can say, go into the secret place and shut the door. You can go to that place of prayer alone and wield all the power of heaven. You don't need a contingency to come with you. You and God, old preachers used to say, my grandfather used to say it. They preached for 62 years. You and God are a majority. Amen. I don't need, if everybody was praying against the country, I can intercede for it like Abraham did for Sodom and Gomorrah and get my prayer answered. You know, no one, nobody's really in Try calling a prayer meeting and see who shows up. First of all, if you look at Tampa, Florida tonight, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's having 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. prayer meeting. There's not going to be three people there. There's going to be hundreds of people there praying all through the night. Man, if you think America's on the decline, you're missing it. You watch too much CNN. You need to switch from CNN to CTN, particularly from 12.30 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time where you get to see my shining face. Stop using lack of help. We're not contending for revival only. We're in the midst of a revival in this country. God has heard our cries. Mm -hmm. America shall be saved. You can mark it down. And number four, I gave you three things to stop doing. You need to see your prayers that way. Well, I need need help. No, you need to pray. And you need to have confidence in your prayer that you're praying to a prayer answering God. And number four, start getting a vision for your generation. Caleb wasn't looking to get a mountain for him. He was looking to take ground for God's people. That's what I, that is the bridge I crossed in the ministry. I'm not in this to pay our bills, make sure we have enough partner support that, that we can get a newsletter out every month and, and have gas money to go preach. We are contending for a generation. We are contending for a nation. When you like Esther realize that you're alive for such a time as this, that everybody watching me right now, you watching me in Reno, in Las Vegas, in California, you're alive for a reason. Hallelujah. You're not alive to sit around in your living room wondering why your kids don't come and visit you more. No, that's the devil trying to get you. You are here 
You're anointed. You're the smartest you've ever been. You know the most you've ever known. Get your body healed. Get the anointing on you. And go out and take ground for God. Ask the Lord what your part of the Great Commission is and get to work. You're alive for a reason. There's a reason we haven't had a potluck dinner for you and buried you. God's not finished with you yet. God's not through blessing you. You listen to me. God's not finished with you yet. I'm talking to pastors right now. I'm talking to people called into the ministry that have been discouraged. God's not finished with you yet. And God's not through blessing you. I want you to lift your right hand up to God and say this with me. Say, God's not finished with me yet. Actually, put your hand on your heart. Lift the other one up to God. Say it out loud. God's not finished with me yet. And say the second thing. God's not through blessing me. My greatest blessings are not in my rear view mirror. My greatest blessings are going to hit my life this year. In Jesus' mighty name. Every discouraged person that you've fallen away from God, I want you to call that number at the bottom of your screen. 412-440-1412. If you need to give your life back to the Lord, I want you to do that now. Don't put it off any minutes. I got great people waiting to pray. Call, call, get things right with God. It's not supposed to be a silent thing you do in your house. Make make it official. And I'm going to send you a CD that I made just for people. The path of, what do I do now? Now that I've come back into God, if I could spend 90 minutes with you, it's what I would tell you. 412-440-1412. If you get a busy signal, call back. Don't give up. I want to hear from you. I'm on TV for you. You're too valuable to be sidelined. Let that spirit of faith that Caleb had say, I'm 85, but I'm not done yet. I'm going to win one more battle for God. And your children will enjoy the blessing. And then every believer that's watching me, that you share my heart to see America shaken by the power of God. This is our newsletter. We got a new one getting ready to come out as well, so I'll send you both. A prophetic word for the new year. I'll send it to you for everybody that gives and partners with our ministry today, any amount. So there's the information at the bottom of the screen. If you would, just put the phone number up because otherwise the text gets too small. 412-440-1412. Don't log off. I'm going to be on Facebook and YouTube, but we're signing off from CTN. I want to hear from you. 412-440-1412. Call now. I love you.